Yes! You are listening to This Is 30 Podcast, a place for us to be hot messes navigating our way through our 30s. I am your podcast host, Ash Turner, a 30-year-old single mom, domestic violence survivor turned two-times award-winning professional who is just your normal red lipstick-wearing, fireball-drinking, tattoo-addicted woman with a slight potty mouth and feels like a hot mess most days. This podcast is dedicated to everyone that is feeling like a hot mess right now in their 30s. I started this as a way to share my very own experiences with you all because I know that we can all relate to this. The wins, the struggles, the pain, the chaos. I have been walking around feeling like a complete hot mess most days and I know this is relatable as fuck. Our mission for this podcast is four things. One, help you navigate your hot mess 30s and know that you are not alone with this. Two, empower you to embrace and own your hot mess ways. Three, help you figure out who you are, who you want to be, and how to actually be yourself. And four, give you a good belly laugh because if you don't laugh, you cry. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, I welcome you and all your hot mess energy. I promise you that this podcast is real, raw, vulnerable, and hilarious. I want this podcast to be as as if we're just friends catching up for wine and goss. This podcast community is a safe and supportive place and it's a judge-free zone. We promise to laugh with you and not at you, but I do encourage you to laugh at me for your own entertainment. There will be a lot of swearing, a lot of laughter, a lot of rocking in the corner moments, but no matter what, we love each other and we've got each other's back here. Before we get started, I want you to take a deep breath in and breathe in that positivity, energy, and knowledge that you are just about to hear. And now I want you to breathe out that stress, negativity, and bad energy. Go in with an open mind, leave your baggage at the door, and give yourself this time to create a safe place, unwind, learn, grow, and have a little laugh. Okay, let's go. Okay, welcome back to This Is 30 podcast, where we're all about helping you navigate your hot mess 30s. Today's topic is around being single in your 30s. And I know so many people struggle with this, even you know in their 20s, 40s, 50s, and everything like that. And we are struggling on the methods and how to meet people, the interactions with them, how to find genuine people on our vibes and everything like that. But I'm also going to be talking about today, what are we trying to look for in this mad world? What type of people are we trying to attract and how we are embracing our single ways? I believe that love is the number one thing that we're all trying to find in this world, but this is no rom-com. Hence why I've got some experts on the podcast today that are going to take us through some relatable as fuck content and experiences. They've all got very different experiences in the single scene, which we're just going to love. So I just want to introduce to you all today's podcast panel. We have Jenna from the Gold Coast. This is her third or fourth podcast, so she's getting her medals and tickets up right there. We have Brad joining us from Brisbane. I think this is his second or third podcast with us, so he's getting right up there. And then we have our Virgin Mary of today's session, which is which is Peter from Darwin. 
And of course I tease Peter because we've known each other 10 plus years. So you'll hear in this session that I will probably be the meanest to him because he's dealt with it for 10 plus years. So welcome to you all. Thank you very much. <laughs> no. I'm totally, totally going to use the roll eyes emoji or like everything like that for Peter. As I said, Virgin Mary, <laughs> with that, it was a great reaction. But before we get into all the gritty details today, I just want to do a little bit of a hot mess mental health check-in with you all, rating yourselves out of 10. So I'll get you to hold your, you know, your fingers up, one being you're so chill you're going to be like the next Dalai Lama, or 10 that you are batshit crazy right now in a bit of a hot mess like Harley Quinn. So I'll get you to hold your hands up and I will pick on you on why you are that rating. Okay, Pete has put four, Jenna is five, Brad is two. He's basically the Dalai Lama. So I'm going to pick on you first, Brad. Why are you a two at the moment? I've had a week off. I've been in isolation, so <clears throat> I'm energized. I'm great. I've had <laughs> days of work with this week, so, like, what have I got to stress over? It's been great. Caught up on all my Netflix. <laughs> Netflix. <laughs> Yeah, bring it on. Next week might be different, but um, no, I'm good this week. I was going to say, you're a two because you haven't seen anyone. <laughs> That's right. There's no stress. Yeah. I love Mate. that. Yeah. No, it's been good. It's been a good week. Peter, four. Why are you a four? Um, probably just because I'm tired. <laughs> I've been doing um, 60, 60, 70 out of the weeks uh, for the last couple of weeks. So, um, yeah, I haven't got the energy to be worried about anything at the moment. <laughs> you haven't got the energy to be worried about anything. I love that. That's right. <laughs> I, I, I wish people had that mentality more to go, I'm too fucking tired to deal with this. But most people are opposite. I'm too fucking tired now. I'm going to stress even more about everything else. So I love that. And that speaks volumes because he is in Darwin after all. It's probably the most chill place. And Jenna, you are a five. You're like in between everything. Why is that? Well, I think last time I was on here, I was like a seven or an eight. So I'm doing good. I feel like I'm really together. <laughs> <laughs> I love the personal growth <laughs> in just a week. I love this. Yeah, yeah. It's been great. So I thought we'll get straight into it. I've got five key topics that we're going to get through today. You know the drill. I will say your name if I want you to answer that particular topic. For those that are hearing all that noise right now, that is Peter trying to do something in the background. We're just going to take note of that. First podcast, and he's already up to mischief. Well done, Peter. I'm representing, all right? I'm representing. <laughs> Try to sort his life out. That's what we're all about. So my first question to all of you, and I'm going to pick on which person I'm going to ask first. The key question is the struggles you have experienced with dating in your 30s. So, Brad, I'm going to pick on you oh, first because you were so chill. Oh. <laughs> Please tell us. got up and walked off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a virgin, remember? It's <laughs> us. Oh, uh, what the struggles, or yeah. just how I'm going with it? Yeah, look, it's um, it's from zero to ten. You know, there's you go on some dates and it's great, and then you start talking to people and it's like, fuck, why do I even bother doing this? Like, there's just a lot of crazy people out there, but there's a lot of wonderful people out there too. Um, I the struggles I find is um, people 
going into a date or going into like your first interactions already like holding you know maybe some some shit they've had with someone else so maybe they had a bad date the week before or you know someone's been a sleaze to them they hold on that energy towards you and you cut the brunt so like i've had people um I, I was talking to you the other week about it you know as you're going to meet someone they have to say hey like no sex like it's the first fucking date what do you, mean? <laughs> do you feel the need to say <laughs> each other like wow you know, like, for something right <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like so is that like what where we're at these days is that what we need to do? There's like a checkbox to say, okay, well, you know, we're going to have dinner. We're not going to sleep with each other. We're going to do this. Like, can't we just go into things, you know, as it comes? But no, it's it's interesting. I loved that because Brad sent me the screenshot. He's like, take a look at this. And I was in shock that someone, like, she felt like she needed to see that. And your message to her was brilliant. Like, I actually feel awful that you actually think that you need to say that. Like, what type of guys has she come across? Yeah. Um, and then I thought it was funnier, like, down the track of your, your messages, <laughs> she was basically like, oh, yeah, if it happens, it happens. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? That's on it. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> I'm like, wow. <laughs> Yeah, really no, um, yeah, no, it's, it's interesting. It's fun. But in saying that, like, I've met a lot of great people. You know, I've met someone that I'll probably be friends with for life. Like, it's it's great. But at the same time, yeah, I've met some crazy people too. And <laughs> you just go, fuck, you know. I guess the crazy people are good because it know. I guess you learn what you don't want in someone. And it's yeah. like, oh, wow, like, full on. So it's good. It's all a learning curve. There's no bad experience. They're all good experiences. I like that perspective. I love that. And yeah. I'm going to pick on you, Peter, next. What oh struggles have you dealt with in your 30s with dating or in life in general? Um, <clears throat> well, I've actually been kind of out of the game for quite a few years there now. Um, I yeah, haven't been on, a, on an actual date for... Yeah, at least a couple of years there now. Um, I've kind of focused on something more I can actually control, just the whole thing, because the whole thing kind of scared me. Um, so I just kind of focused on work, to be honest. Um, but seeing, saying that as well, um, the amount of people who go through my life with friends and their partners and stuff like that, it, it yeah, it's, it seems to be a little bit more rotational than a little bit more um, genuine these days as well. Um, and that's something I've never wanted. Um, so, yeah, I've been yeah, very much out of the game. But And seeing other people deal with it, it's like, do I really want to put up, deal with that as well, you know? And being in a small town as in Darwin, um, you know, makes things, situations a lot more difficult as well because the, the, the pool isn't as large as it is in the larger cities. So, um, yeah, if you have a mistake with some person, it's, it goes around the, the city quite a bit, so, yeah, and everyone knows it quickly. So, yeah, I kind of just stay clear of that, to be honest. <laughs> I know that so many people will relate to what you've said, and I can relate to it in the fact that, fuck, I've been at it for so long and I see everyone else's issues. Why would I go back into that mm. pool? Like, sometimes you're like, wow, it's better to have your own little have your own little pool with your little cocktail over here watching everyone else do all the madness. I, I agree with you there. My next person, Jenna, 
tell us your struggles that you've experienced. God. <laughs> um, I definitely think with me, I had no idea how to set boundaries. So I was one of those girls that's, let's see how red those flags can get. The <laughs> <laughs> redder, the better. Um, and it's only sort of been the last year where I have decided to stop dating, stop looking for red flags and bad boys and just focus on me. And um, I'm like, a bit like you, um, Peter, I'm just focusing on my career <laughs> and yeah. I can just let everyone else go through the shit. <laughs> <laughs> but, I love that you said the red flags though. Oh, I love it's, that. <laughs> it's really true. But just to talk back to what um Brad said about the whole um feel like you need to say, oh, we're not having sex tonight. Because I can't tell you how many times girls get pressured and if you don't sleep with them on the first night, they'll either ghost you or make you feel like you're literally doing something wrong. So if you don't have confidence or you don't know how to set boundaries, it's really easy to fall in that trap and then wake up the next morning and feel like shit. So, yeah. Figure it out. Yeah. There are yeah. really bad men out there. <laughs> They're not all nice like you. <laughs> I, I love that. Um, and you know what question really sprung to mind was a question you actually asked me, Brad, to ask the podcast, you know, the girls about dating and stuff like that. And I'm going to ask you, Jenna, it was around do nice guys actually finish last in particular? Because oh. we have that. Sort of <laughs> I'd like to hear this one too, really. Yeah, and I think, I think it depends where, where the girl's at. Like, if you asked me that in my 20s, I would say, no, they would never finish first. But since I'm, you know, in my 30s and you appreciate niceness and loyalty and humour and intelligence more, then, yes, nice guys finish first and dickheads finish last. Like, yeah, but that comes within the woman too. Like, I'm sure there's 40-year-old, 50-year-old women out there that haven't done the work, therefore can't distinguish the two. But, yes, so don't worry. The good guys do finish first now. <laughs> we just need to stick it out. And we need to find them. <laughs> there you go. So I've recorded that for you guys when you lose hope. Yeah. <laughs> the reflection. Can you hear my dog losing his shit now? I told you he'll make an appearance. <laughs> my next question for you guys is what type of methods have you tried using to find someone? I know online dating is a, a big thing as well, but I know that knowing people through friends, speed dating, there's, you know, through work, friend, all that sort of stuff. There's so many different ways. Uh, Brad, I'm going to pick on you first. What type of methods have you used? What's worked and what hasn't worked in your eyes? Oh, um, well, I'm single, so I don't know if anything <laughs> has worked. But, <laughs> um, so, yeah, I've done the online dating and, like, there's, you know, all your different apps, I guess. They're probably all the same with all the same people floating around there. Um, I've had, you know, I approach people out and I guess I think that's the number one thing you need to do because, you know, you can chat to someone online or whatever, but you're not, you don't know who they are. Like, anyone can, you know, talk shit. But I feel, you know, when you approach someone, you feel their energy and, like, straight off, you've just saved yourself four weeks of chatting and, you know, doing the awkward first date. Yeah. I've had friends sort of go, hey, I've got the perfect person for you, rah, 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 and then trying to set things up. That gets a little awkward. But um, honestly, I think the best way is just approaching people out and just being open for everything. You know, don't go out to try and, you know, meet someone or pick up. Just anywhere, if you're out to dinner with friends or whatever, and you see someone you're attracted to, just go approach them. Say good day. 
you know, normalise talking to strangers. Mm. I yeah. like that because that's what we used to do and now everyone's so scared to even approach yeah. someone because they're like, oh, let's see if they're on the bloody app. And I could tell you some of the most probably like intelligent people or the people that you want aren't going to be on the fucking app as well. So you may yeah. as well, like me, you will not find me on an app. <laughs> Yeah. Never. Peter, I'm going to pick on you. What have you tried doing in the past? Because I know you've been single for a fair while, but I know that you probably actively try look as well, but you're not 100% mm -hmm. in the game. Like, what have you tried using? Um, uh, like Brad said, I've done a few of the dating apps, but honestly, I don't think it's very um, – it's not genuine as well. I don't think if, if you start a conversation with someone, you match with someone, you have a conversation, you have to get their attention, keep their attention and somehow make a conversation to actually go on a date with them. Well, go meet up for coffee or something like that. I've never been that strong on selling myself personally on those apps. It's something I try to get to meet people a lot quicker. Um, I've done the meeting with friends. Sorry, um, friends setting me up. I've done that. Uh, that's like Brad said, can be a little bit awkward, like, you know, sticking two people in a room and never at each other and say, hey, meet, talk, talk about what, you know. But don't so have think... <laughs> Yeah, don't have yeah. <laughs> yeah, Exactly. Um, and I personally think that's a little bit more, I can, gr I can grip on that a little bit more because I like to think my friends who set me up, but those people who know me or know a bit about me can – understand my personality and how I can, can make jokes which don't always land um, and they can also be relevant that to, to some other person, you know. But, again, like Brad said, I'm also single at this point in time, so it always yeah. hasn't been a win. But, yeah. Love your honesty there with that. Um, hey, Jenna, what, how about sorry. you? Oh. Can I chime in quickly? Yeah, go, Brad. What you said before, Peter, the whole, like, on – like online dating you start talking to people what's shit is you know you might be talking to someone but so another 15 guys are trying to talk to her as well so mm -hmm. say hello wrong so all of a sudden you know yeah. like oh nah that's too boring and they just get rid of you or you might mm. say something that you know doesn't doesn't have the right intention behind it and they go nah so it's just like oh it's you're so disposable where well, i get your Y-O-U-R. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm great on my grammar now, but I used to be terrible. Oh. <laughs> Got to get the grammar right. Yeah. Oh. Two, 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 you, you and your. Yeah. Talk about shit, the things that piss me off. It's like, there's an apostrophe there. Use it. Yeah. What grammar's for, I'm not going to deal with a, the person who has not gone through English in high school or primary oh. school. Oh, my God. Just can't. Yeah. I just can't. Can't deal with that crap. Um, yeah, it's... Again, being in Darwin, you've got to multiply that pool of guys to women by like three, four, five times. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, it, it can be a struggle. And that's kind of why it's like, I, I, to be honest, I've looked on it and then gone, like when I've gone on Tinder, I've looked what's who's on it and then gone, why? Like, <laughs> what's the point? <laughs> Just turn, turn the I turn the show me on Tinder off and I don't look at it for like two, three weeks or just delete the app. And I think that's, I think that's the, the most downloaded app that I've ever had because I keep deleting it and uploading it. It's deleting it again. So. Yeah. 
Oh my God, I love that. Jetta, mm. over to you. What have you tried doing to find a person? Um, ugh, yuck. Um, yeah, online. <laughs> <laughs> the whole dating app thing, but I, I've never really been a fan of that. I do like when you can just meet someone out organically. That's always a winner. Um, like the boys tried the whole, oh, I've got someone nice for you. Actually, my mum just did it to me recently. Oh, I've got the perfect person for you. Turned out to be the worst. Um, so <laughs> you just never, you just don't know. And that's why I just think if it's meant to be, it'll, it just happens. So get off the dating app, stop being set up. If it's, yeah. Um, I think once I accepted that, yeah, sort of life became a bit better. But in saying that, I did download Bumble last night just to see what it was like so I could have something to relate to here today. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> and I'm like you, Pay, I can't wait to delete it. <laughs> thank you for doing that for us. Thank you. I appreciate that. I know that would have been hard. Yeah. I love that. My next question for you all is now that we're trying to find someone, what is it that you're trying to look for? Like what type of person are you after? And think of like the qualities of personality types because I really want to paint the picture for everyone listening as well. These are the type of wonderful human beings that we're after um, and how hard it is to find that as well. So, Brad, I'm going to pick on you first. What type of person are you What's looking like, for? I said something yeah. wrong. <laughs> oh, Brad, eh? <laughs> um, so what I look for, Ash, is that? Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah, it's it's difficult. So I look for, say, high energy, someone with a high energy that I feel good above, you know, when I'm around them. Uh, someone that's positive, um, someone that can be themselves. Um, you know, I've, I've mentioned it before, balance. You know, you've got to have all those good attributes that, you know, it's well balanced. Um, someone, someone easygoing that, you know, wants to go out, go on adventures, you know, get out of the house. Um, but also, you know, they can just have a nice dinner at home and don't have to go out for dinner. Um, yeah, it's it's hard. I I think they need to – intelligence is a main, the main one, but, like, you know, drive, they need to be their own person. They can't they can't just be, be with sort of no outlook about life, I guess. They've got to have a direction. They've got to be their own person and not sort of rely on you too much but sort of need you. I don't, it's just a balance, I guess. Like that keyword balance. Yeah. Uh, Jenna, I'm going to pick on you next. Um, probably similar to what Brad said, like intelligence is definitely the main one. Um, having a relatively like on par or high EQ. Um, yeah, drive. They've got to have good drive, good banter, um, be honest and don't lie. And yeah. And they've got to be taller than me. They have to be taller than me. <laughs> Far out. They're tall, so they've got to be taller than me. That's my only shallow thing that I will say. I don't care what they look like. It's what's on the inside that counts, but they've got to be taller than me. <laughs> <laughs> and most ladies will be nodding their head going, yeah, yeah, with that one. Yeah. I have some idiot with their motorbike downstairs. Can you hear that? That's what they took. Bless, bless. There's always something here. And Peter, what type of woman are you looking for? Well, Ash, do you want to tell me? You've heard this story so many times by now. Many times, but I'll let you. Uh, know. Okay. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I, I think I'm a bit like Brad and, and Janet as well. Um, I think, like, I'm, I guess you could say I'm, I'm not old-fashioned, but I, I kind of look very much in the future. Like, it's if I meet someone, I kind of, like, want to think about how they act in certain situations. Like, if they're going to be the mother of my children, you know, how are they going to instill good values in them? Um, are they rude to, to people like waiters? Like, it's the classic, if, if the waiter's going to bring something that's bad or it turns out to be bad, are they going to crack the ships and tear the waiter out? Or they're just going to go, yeah, it's fine, no worries. Like, it's, it's those little things like that. Um, but it, to me, as I say, it's what I would want is a good mother for my future children, yeah, 100%. I love that that's how you you think because I know most women think that men don't think like that. And I mm. love that you just pointed out to go, yes, there are men, which are the nice ones, ladies, not the red flags we spoke about, that actually think of things like that. So I love that you just said that, Peter, and I didn't have to say it for you. So well done. We've been trained out with the 100 times we have repeated that conversation. Thank you. <laughs> it's paid off. <laughs> My next question is around pressure. Do you feel that you are being like, you know, pressured externally and within yourself to find someone? You have that pressure on you to find someone. Um, so, Jenna, I'm going to pick on you first because Brad will cry otherwise. So. <laughs> Uh, I, I have to laugh so hard at that. I don't have pressure on myself, but my grandmother is um, Egyptian and she always rings me. She goes, Jenna, I feel so sorry for you. You have no men, you have no children, you have no house. Oh, no. And she made me cry the other day when I told her I'm going back to uni. And she goes, oh, why you do this for? You need to find a man. <laughs> She's got her priorities. <laughs> so it did feel like you're disappointing them. But, yeah, I feel like there definitely is pressure, especially from, like, our parents and our grandparents' generation because they were all married with kids in a home at 30. So yeah. if we've um, extend, exceeded that, then they, they can't understand it. <laughs> uh -huh. Thank you for that honesty because I know so many people will relate to that. Brad, next, what pressure have you got on yourself internally or externally? Um, I probably don't have any pressure on myself, uh, but externally it's gotten a lot better. Um, my sister used to hound me a fair bit, you know, hurry up, find someone, find someone. Um, but my family, I don't know if they've given up on me, but they just, you know, they know where I'm at. As long as I'm happy, they don't, you know, it, it's all good. But, um. I'm sure they've heard a lot of stories from people I've been dating and they're just like, fuck, Brad, maybe don't. Just. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, nah, my sister loves the stories. She loves when I call her and tell, her, tell it. So not, no real pressure, I guess. Uh, and I, I think that's that. the way to be. Mm. Otherwise, you end up somewhere where you don't want to be. So, no. 100%. Yeah. Peter, how about yourself? Um, I'm a bit like Jenna. I get just the mindset of you get to a certain age where your parents have are do have a house, married, kids by by thirty, and that does play into in my mind quite a bit. Um, I, and like it's it's difficult being like because I work with I'm a diesel mechanic and work with a whole bunch of guys. When we go out for dinner and stuff like that, everyone's bringing bringing their partners, and you're the only single person out of your entire group can put a bit of pressure on yourself. Like, uh, hey, you know, 
I'm down the end of the table, guys. Like, I'm still here. So, um, <laughs> it's and in, that's, that's that's and it's not in, like intentional. It's not like in, they're intentionally putting that pressure on me. It's just something that kind of like eats you a little bit. Um, mm. Internal pressure, I think, is a, it, it can be a little bit different in terms of the difference between pressure and desperation. Yeah. Um, you want to make that distinction between both of those. Like it's going, yes, I know I want this, but I'm not going to take anyone. You know, like it's you're trying to find that, hey, I want to find someone, but don't want to get burned by being together with the wrong person. Uh, yeah. And I guess that's what plays off with people like, hey, Pete, meet this person, meet this person, meet this person. It's like I don't like them. Like why, why don't you like them? I just don't like them. We just don't get on. Look at you bringing out all the fucking wisdom today on your first buddy podcast. Well done. And I just want to make that very, you know, clear as well. Key point is around knowing your worth and what you deserve. And I see so many women in particular, I think they tend to put more pressure on themselves in their 30s, needing to be married and have kids. They've got a time clock and stuff like that. And I see too many of them going, just have that desperate energy, like I will have anything that has a pulse kind of thing. And you're like, girl, like that is going to take you down the wrong path. You're going to waste five years of your life with this toxic person and you're going to be back where you are kind of thing. Like just reset yourself, have a little fucking chill in your life, have a break, have a Kit Kat, whatever it is, and just, you know, focus on yourself and figure out what you deserve. So I think that's very important to say. And, yes, I just said Kit Kat, and they are not sponsoring this podcast. Let me just say that. They My, should. <laughs> they, they should now. The gluten-free person <laughs> that can't eat their chocolate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, my last question for you guys is around do you like being single and how have you embraced being single because i know there's so many people listening going i'm fucking single and i'm always going to be single how am i just going to embrace this vibe because i know that's where we probably learn the most about ourselves i know that from my own personal experience peter because you're so wise i'm going to pick on you first for this one (laughs) um personally like it's it's something I'm just so used to these days. Like it's, as I said, it has been quite a long time since so I've actually been in a relationship. And it's, I guess, for me, you get to a certain point where you just, just, you just continue with life. Like it's just, you can't let that bring you down because it'll just continually just be in the back of your mind. Like, what's wrong with me? It has to be something wrong with me. It can't be everybody else. Um, like, you, you have, and you just focus your energy into something else. Like, I, uh, so I focus my energy into work. Uh, I, I like to go work out and I just that's how I expel the, the stresses I build up over, over the time. Um, would I like to be in a relationship? Absolutely. But it has to be with the right person. Mm. It can't be just with, you know, the next person waiting outside the front door. It, just, it can't be that. You have to you know, have a certain amount of you know, diligence to go, hey, someone's going to be out there. You've just got to be patient. And you know, hope for the best. That's all you can do. Yeah, work on yourself in the meantime so you can like, be the best version to attract the best version, like, out there. Jenna, how about yourself? Um, I love being single. Is that bad? Um, it's only recently because, like, I've found that I'm in love with myself now, so I don't really need a man, um, which has taken me 34 years to be able to do. So at the moment, yes, I'm happily being single. I've even been content with having a baby on my own and doing IVF. So 
I've done a lot of soul searching. Don't get me wrong, if the a most amazing person comes into my life, I am open to it. But until that person comes in, I'm fine. I'm happy. It's like so good. I don't have to answer to anyone. <laughs> I do what I want and I want. <laughs> but I think it's a different mindset when you're um, content with being single compared to being single, doing what you want, when you want. But like you said, Ash, from that desperation mindset, it's yucky and it's not fulfilling. I love that, that she's even looking at having a baby by herself. Look at that. We're just this close to taking over the world, ladies. Look at that. Brad, how about yeah. yourself? Um, yeah, love being single, but would I change it? Yeah, for sure, 100%. But I'm not going to sacrifice myself and my happiness for that. Um, years ago, I, I couldn't even go to the uh, – I couldn't go out by myself. I couldn't go to dinner by myself. You know, I'd never think about going to the movies by myself. But now, fuck it, who cares? Like, I'll go to dinner and I'll just sit at a table by myself, everyone around me with groups. I don't give a fuck. I don't care what you think. I'll sit here and eat my steak and watch the football. Like, whatever. And I'm happy with it. Like, it's great. I can do whatever I'm feeling, you know. No one's there to stop me. You know, I'm not thinking about, oh, you know, are they – are they ready to go home or do they want to go do this? Just just do you and who cares what people think? But, um, yeah, Peter said at the same time, you know, do I want to be single? Nah, 100%. Like the right person for sure. You know, I want to experience all those things with the right person for me. But until that person comes along, fuck that. I'm happy being myself. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. And it's funny because when we met, Brad and I met at a pub, you literally came over and was like, what's up? Let, let's all be friends. So I <laughs> can't even picture you not like that, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. I'm like, what? That's not Brad. So I love that you really found your confidence in yourself over the years. I love that. Yeah. Now, yeah, this is the sort of final bit. We're doing things a little bit different. I'm trying to shake things up a little bit. This is a question for you guys. You have the power segment where you get to ask a question based on this topic to one of us. So that could be all three, one of you three, or including myself, um, that you have a question for. So who wants to go first? I'm going to ask you guys first. Ash. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree, Ash. Go first. Yes. Okay, so, um, you know, you've been out of the dating scene forever. Um, five attributes in a guy that would interest you. That would <laughs> Should I put my list again. out, Ash? <laughs> What'd you say? What's five? What's the five most important things you would find in a future partner? Oh, this is a fucking stitch-up. Okay. Um, oh, I think number one is definitely loyalty. I need someone that is very, you know, faithful. Um, I need someone that has that intelligence, emotional intelligence, because I am very in tune like that. They have to yeah. have... Um, like you've, you've basically said it, but they have to have their own sort of sense of inner peace, have a sense of like who they are, they've dealt with, you know, their baggage, their issues, because we all come with that. But I need someone that has that sort of stability and peace within themselves. And that's because I've always been in chaotic relationships and Peter can attest to that. 
And now over the last five years, I've worked to peace. So I definitely need that. Um, I need someone that is driven and has their own, you know, their own sense of success. And that doesn't mean, you know, millions of dollars, like, but they have their own purpose. They have their own sort of successful path within life. I think that's very important because I'm very much the same in that sort of sense. And the last one would be they have to be, ex like, you know, not necessarily have a great family background, but watch it because my family and Peter can, you know, even put his hand up and Brad, you've met them as well, are very sort of family orientated. They take the fucking piss out of everyone. They have to have that sort of sense of humor, but I would want someone that would want that. I couldn't be with someone and I have been in relationships where they are not family orientated or they would go, I've had a bad family, so you've had one. No, I've had a good one. So how about you try, go, try it out kind of thing. Um, I think yeah. that's the five things. Did I pass yeah. the chat? Yeah, good answer. Cool. Dory, Ash, Ash used to have a list of just her prerequisites of 10 years ago. It was like, he has to have tattoos. He has to be tall. <laughs> he has to be dark. <laughs> he has to be handsome. Oh, like, snap. Uh, this is going to get edited out. <laughs> <laughs> no matter what you say now, Ash is going to cut that out. No, <laughs> not want that. What question do you have for someone? I can ask a group. Yeah. Okay, go. So, so this is more of an advice question if I can ask that. Um, one of my – oh, my face, Ash. Um, that – one of my biggest problems, I guess, going into into dating is I tend to overthink things. Being a mechanic, I look for the next step, the step after that, the step after that, the step after that. Um, and then by the end of it, I'm just calculating everything, I end up doing nothing because I just look too far in the future and not in the now. What's the best way, if you've gone through that situation or you know someone going through that situation, how would you approach that and fix it, so to speak? Brad, you're a diesel mechanic as well, so you're probably yeah. the best person to answer. So, Pete, I think every what you just said then, I think everyone <laughs> does the same thing. We all overthink, overanalyze. Um, it's not. There's no quick fix. There's no overnight fix. It's just, I mean, as cliched as it is to say, just don't, don't think about the next step. Just sort of enjoy the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Which is hard to, I know, like, yeah. there's a process, mm. I'm with you, it's like, we need to do this, 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 this to get mm. to that. Yeah, mm. it, it's like, well, something's gone wrong, diagnosing this shit before we can move on. So, yeah, exactly. yeah. same. But it's, yeah, it's it's hard, and I think practice makes perfect. So, you were saying you haven't been on a date in a long time? Mm. Just I think that's, I think that's, I think that's partially because yeah. I just haven't met the Sorry, more you go on, you know, it'll, it'll come to you. It's just practice mm. makes perfect, I guess. Mm. You'll normalise it, so it'll be fine. You'll be like, oh, I've been in this situation before. Last time I did this, it didn't work, so I'll try that. Where, you know, I'm sure you're going to come to a lot of times where everything is new, so you don't know what to do. Mm. So just get out. Just don't be afraid. Like, worst case scenario, what's going to happen? Nothing. You'll have a good story for Ash in a podcast. That's the worst that could happen. Well, she's got enough of those, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. 
Jenna, what question do you have for someone? You know, I was sitting here thinking, oh, I've got to think of a good one. I want to know, because I always like with wonder about this, whether it's a group question or just for the boys, do guys really like a girl to treat them mean and keep them keen? And does like playing that whole hard to get game really work? Oh, good question. No, for me, no. Um, I think those games were probably a bit more, I, I see it as high school shit. Yeah. Like you do that in back in school, it's all like, oh, do I like him, do I not like him, do I not like him? And then he's doing the exact same thing. I think, personally, I think we're beyond that shit now. I'm not saying, like, Carrie, hey, go up to someone, you think, in a club and say, you're so damn hot, I want to take you on a date because that'll scare them, the f- the <laughs> freak them out. does scare yeah. them. Yeah. <laughs> History. <laughs> um, no, I think, yeah, I think personally for me, I think uh, those are games that no need, they don't need to be played anymore. Cool. Like obviously just ease into it, well, but don't jump in. Like, so, and I think I mean it in, this, in the context of like when you first start dating someone, you know, mm-hmm. not having the girl so available to see you, like maybe say no to the second date and rebook a third one, like not being so available. Like, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? Like, because mum always yeah. says, treat them mean and keep them keen. Don't be so available. Whereas I'm like, I don't like playing games. If I want to see you, I'll see you. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. But Depends I, on the I'm, guy. Don't don't be over keen. Yeah. Don't be available. But don't yeah. don't get lost in your games where you're like, I'm not gonna reply to them till tomorrow. I'm only gonna message them twice. Mm-hmm. Fuck that. Yeah, that's We're what simple. I don't like. Yeah. yeah. But um no, just don't be too over the top because that pushes people away. You know, mm-hmm. there's always a lot of the times there's always one person more keen than the other. So just try not to make that gap too much. Mm-hmm. But um yeah, don't go into the games. Perfect. I, I think also as well, like if you're having those thoughts, the other person's also having those thoughts and it becomes a, a long drawn out game of, you know, I'll message him in an hour, I'll, I'll message him in two hours, I'll message him in a day. It's just, it's <laughs> like, why? Like, what's the point? Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, good. So I'm, I'm kind of on the right track. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I actually have one final question because it was probably the number one question that girls submitted for the Instagram sort of live question thing. And it was all, um, this is for you guys in -hmm. particular, it's around why do men say they want an independent, strong woman and then they end up backtracking very quickly from it and then they go end up with sort of someone that's nothing like that. Yes. So, yes. I'd love to know, and hundreds of girls would love to know that were like messaging me that particular one. So, Brad, you've got a red face. You're like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, a lot of people say they want something, but they don't understand what it is. So, there's a lot of guys out there that don't understand what a strong, independent woman is. They might have some sort of interpretation of it. But until they actually meet a strong, independent woman, they feel like they're not important, I guess. I mean, a lot of guys want to, you know, have their girl lean on them for things. And if they're not getting that, maybe they go, oh, I don't like this. They need to be that that person that helps them along, I guess. Um, but then a lot of the other times, just maybe the guy's got his own insecurities and he's not quite there. That's mm. why they get scared and they need to sort of find an injured gazelle that's you know, creeping along. 
Oh, great analogy. That could be the short. That was the shot. I love that. So I just want to say thank you so much for you all joining that. You definitely are helping a lot of hot messes out there navigate their 30s. That is for sure. And I'm glad that you were part of that gang. You're all helping each other navigate your own sort of 30s. So thank you so much. And we'll talk to you guys next time. That is a wrap of this week's podcast episode. Before you go, I want you to ask yourself three questions. One, what did you learn from this episode? Two, what changes are you going to make today because of listening to this episode? And three, who else needs to hear this? Do you need to share this link and podcast to someone that you know that will relate to this? Or Can you share this on your social media? Because you never know who else that may be feeling like a hot mess right now might need to hear exactly what you just heard. So do those things for me. Ask yourself those questions. And if you do post anything on social media, please tag me in it so we can share this with our wider hot mess community. Thank you so much. And I'll speak to you guys next week.